0: Just go to OmahaSteaks.com and use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout for an additional discount when you shop gourmet gift packages for Father's Day. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless variety, and endless value. Truly, they have perfected more than just steak. Your dad is guaranteed to love every bite. Go to OmahaSteaks.com, use the promo code BLUEWIRE to get an exclusive savings. Shop for unforgettable gifts that are guaranteed to make Dad's Day. Because if there's one thing that Omaha Steaks knows, it's the Dad's Want Steak. That's OmahaSteaks.com promo code BlueWire at checkout to save on exclusive packages starting at just $89. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. Your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host,
1: Chad Young. Hello and welcome to the First Pitch Podcast. As the man said, my name is Chad Young. First, a quick apology about Saturday's episode being missed. I mentioned on Friday a little bit of a cold, was feeling a bit under the weather. I'm sure you can still hear it in my voice now. Well, on Saturday, things got worse, had to be placed in the COVID IL. Uh, The good news is I don't have to test negative or even be symptom-free to get back at this, but I do have to be functional. Saturday I was not, today I am. So here we go. We are going to only cover Saturday's action, but we will go back and get some of the news we missed on Friday, just so we're all caught up and on the same page. And we're going to start with Jorge Soler, who missed a couple days with back discomfort and then had to be placed on the IL. It's expected to be a short stay. Soler, a good source of power and capable of getting very hot as he did at the end of last season. But I'm still not expecting a ton from him the rest of the way. Chris Bassett scratched from his start and then placed on the IL with a non-injury designation reportedly due to a positive COVID test. Chris, if you need to commiserate, you can find me on Twitter at Chad Young. Happy to talk through this with you. Also hope that you're back at it as quickly as I have been. As with any COVID IL stay, it's hard to know how long it will be. Rich Hill left his start Friday with a knee strain and Saturday found himself on the 15-day IL. The Red Sox rotation is a mess. There are two spots that need to be claimed. Chris Sale likely not ready this time through the rotation. Garrett Whitlock supposed to return, but as a reliever. Maybe that changes now. Maybe he'll come back to the rotation. Top prospect Brian Bello is an interesting option, but no indication they're going to call him up. So not really sure what to expect. Just keep an eye on the news for that. Guardians outfielder Oscar Gonzalez had been showing some promise with the bat, but he is headed to the 10-day IL. He has a core issue that showed some swelling on MRI. Timing not yet clear. With him going down, the Guardians called up shortstop prospect Gabriel Arias. I he'll get some time in multiple spots, but I don't think it'll be enough to be a real factor just yet. A couple pitchers whose returns are going to be delayed. Jack Flaherty's been shut down for throwing for two to three weeks, while Lucas Sims will miss the rest of the year after back surgery. A pitcher who somewhat surprisingly won't be missing time, it seems. Kevin Galsman was hit by a comebacker in the leg in his start on Saturday, but it does not appear he'll be headed to the IL. X rays were negative. He'd gone just two innings with three strikeouts, a walk, and four hits. So hopefully he'll be back for his next start without missing any time. Turning our attention to players who are back, Joey Wendell back with Miami, played Friday going two for four with a walk, a run, and an RBI. Wendell is having a great start to the season, and his multi-position eligibility makes him interesting as a depth piece in deeper leagues, but his fantasy value is sort of limited as he doesn't hit for a ton of power or run very much. Michael Pineda back with the Tigers off the IL. He took the loss in a 3-1 to game against the Royals, went five innings striking out three with a walk gave up two home runs and home runs are always a problem for him if they continue to be so he'll continue to be hard to use the cards got back Matthew Libertor from AAA and Jordan Hicks from the IL on Saturday they both pitched at Philly Libertor started and went just two and two-thirds giving up five runs on six hits with a walk and three strikeouts Well, Hicks went one and two-thirds scoreless in relief giving up a couple hits without a K or a walk it's a rough place to be welcomed back patience probably warranted, although I think Libertor is probably not quite ready to contribute to fantasy teams this year, and Hicks is likely in a middle relief role. Mookie Betts will be back today and may play some second base. He earned second base eligibility in many formats last year, in some formats that carried over to this year. This is a good know-your-rule situation because Betts adding second base for this year or continuing it into next would be a nice little value boost. Jonathan VR, who the Cubs released a few days ago, is signed with the Angels. Their infield's kind of a mess, so plenty of places he can make an impact. Just remains to be seen how they'll use him, and also if he's going to be fantasy darling VR or the guy who keeps getting released. Finally, happy Jacob DeGrom day to those who celebrate. Today's celebration just a minor one. DeGrom will be making a rehab start as he inches ever closer to his season debut. As we turn our attention to the action, going to be a bit abbreviated as part of my recovery. This is just a rehab start for me as well. Starting on the mound, Shane McClanahan had a tough test at Toronto, and yeah, I would say he passed. Seven innings, one run, 10 strikeouts, one walk, three hits, 18 whiffs, 39% CSW. Dude, it's just good. For an almost equally good line, although not nearly as exciting a matchup, George Kirby, 7 innings, 1 run, 3 hits, a walk, and 9 strikeouts. That's a real nice bounce back for him, although it was just against Oakland, so take it with a grain of salt. He had 15 whiffs at 100 pitches with a 37% CSW. As with any rookie, there's going to be bumps in the road, but I do think he is capable of being very, very good. Opposite him, Paul Blackburn pitched well, and I keep saying I'm going to bail on him when he stops producing, but it's July now and it hasn't happened yet. Going from McClanahan to Kirby to an even better line with Spencer Strider, he went six innings, 11 strikeouts, one walk, one hit, one earned run, and 24 whiffs. Man, all three of these guys had just great nights. Tyler Anderson continued to look good for the Dodgers, six and a third, allowing the Padres to score just one run on six hits. He had six walks and two strikeouts. Some others who pitched pretty well Jordan Lyle shut down the Twins for six and a third. Jose Archite handled the Angels. Josh Winkowski had no issues at Wrigley, and Nestor Cortez stymied the Guardians. Garrett Cole, not quite as dominant as you would hope, six innings and gave up two runs. They were on back to back home runs to Josh Naylor and Fran Mel Reyes. He had six strikeouts in six innings, but also walked three. That raised his FIP in the year up to 3.44, which makes him look a little bit like a sell high. But he's only actually had two starts worse than a 3.44 FIP since April 19th. Those two starts were Saturday and the five home run performance against the Twins on June 9th. I really think he's just fine. He just had a couple stinkers in there. Looking at pitchers who were sort of more in the middle, Drew Rasmussen and Dylan Cease both avoided much damage. They only gave up an earned run apiece. Cease, though, just four strikeouts and three walks and five innings. Walks continue to be an issue for him. Rasmussen had just two strikeouts and two walks and four and two thirds. You'd really like to see more from both of them. Hugh Darvish gave up five runs to the Dodgers but struck out 10 without a walk. Kind of a nice showing in a weird way. I wouldn't have wanted to start him in this one anyways, but based on what he did, I feel a little bit better going forward. And a couple of guys who did not pitch well at all. Aaron Ashby's return to the rotation was rough. Pittsburgh touched him up for four and runs and five hits and a walk over three and two-thirds. He did strike out six, so he flashed that arm talent, and it is very, very good arm talent. This was just his first start back, so you want to be patient, but I think we're still waiting on that full breakout. Finally, Kyle Gibson gave up back-to-back-to-back-to-back. Yes, that was four backs. Home runs in the first inning and finished allowing six runs and seven hits, two walks with just two strikeouts. Real ugly start. He lasted only four innings. His FIP has now jumped over a run since the start of June, and for those of you who, like me, were wondering if Gibson had maybe discovered a new talent level in age 34 season, he has not. Looking at the hitters, some players with two home run nights, Matt Carpenter continues to have just a thoroughly perplexing season. Two more home runs, so this time he added a normal, old-fashioned, non-home run hit as well. His playing time's a little bit more sparse now, but when he's playing, he's apparently Aaron Judge. Christian Walker is up 21 home runs after hitting two in Colorado Saturday. His overall line looks worse than it should, and I suspect his average will rise. Don't know if you can still buy low, but I would if I could. Nolan Arenado, after hitting one of those four home runs off Gibson, tagged on a second home run, the game winner in a 7-6 matchup. He hit that off Sir Anthony Dominguez in the ninth. Martin Maldonado hit two for the Astros. Not going to make me add him to any rosters, but it is impressive. Isaac Paredes kind of belongs in this list. He played in two games and hit a home run in each of them. So no double homer game, but double homer day at least. If you can still go get Paredes, you definitely should. He has been excellent. Some other homers of note, Riley Green got his first. Justin Turner hit another, continuing a recent tear that will undoubtedly have me buying back in. And O'Neill Cruz hit another home run. Jose Altuve and DJ LeMay, also homered. What makes that interesting is they both stole bases as well for a combo meal. Quick look at some saves and blown saves. Tanner Scott got his ninth for Miami. David Bednar bounced back with a solid inning, a walk, and a strikeout for his 12th save. AJ Puck blew the save for the A's in the eighth, and then Lou Trevino lost the game in the ninth without getting an out. No one in that pen inspires much confidence for me. Will Smith got his fourth save for Atlanta. They're still without Kenley Jansen, and Smith will hold that role for now. David Robertson got his 11th for the Cubs wasn't real pretty for Kendall Graveman. He gave up a run on three hits, but he did get his fifth save for the White Sox. Ryan Helsley pitched the eighth for the Cards in a tie game. And then after Arenado gave him the lead, he stayed on to close it out. Got the W instead of a save. Probably means he's not available for a save on Sunday since he went two on Saturday. Jorge Lopez blew another for Baltimore, giving up a Jorge Polanco home run to tie it and Jose Miranda single to lose it. He went a third of an inning, giving up two runs and four hits. The Twins have walked him off now twice in a row. I think he still has some more leash, not super worried about the job just yet. That win, by the way, went to Emilio Pagan. He's on a very short leash, you would think, but he then pitched a perfect ninth with two strikeouts, and so maybe I'll get him more chances to blow games for the Twins. Clay Holmes got his 15th save after Wandy Peralta turned a five-run lead into a save situation by giving up a couple hits. Holmes only had to get one out, and in my opinion, you should not get a save for a five-run lead and one out, but hey, it counts. Speaking of Holmes, a role as Chapman did not get a save, but he did come in and face three hitters and walk them all, so he really does not look like a threat at all to retake that closer role, at least not anytime soon, though Aaron Boone does sound like he would put Chapman back in the role if he gets right. just feels like a real big if as of right now. With that, let's turn our attention to what's going on Sunday, starting with the weather with our friend Mark Paquette.
0: Thank you very much. We saw some showers and thunderstorms along the I-95 corridor from D.C. to New York City on Saturday, but that front will sink south and that won't be an issue for today. The one game that will be an issue is an NL West matchup between the Diamondbacks as they head over to Colorado in Denver. There will be some showers and thunderstorms, mainly to their west in the mountains, but some could drift off and cause some issues. We're going to have to keep an eye out there. Other than that, all the games will be good to play,
1: and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mark. Not a lot of great streaming options on Sunday. Jose Quintana against Milwaukee, not a bad choice. Maybe Brady Singer against Detroit. A lot of the other games, though, are really good starters or really bad starters. As for hitters... I think Eric Fetty's going to have some issues with the Marlins, and I think the Astros will have a nice game off Jose Suarez. I would get my players from both those lineups into my lineups. As for what I'm watching, some fun pitching matchups. Adam Wainwright for Zach Wheeler should be fun. Frankie Montas and Robbie Ray should be good. But I'm most interested to see what Mackenzie Gore can do. He's facing off against Clayton Kershaw, but more importantly for him, after two rough starts, he bounced back last time out versus Philly. Now he gets the Dodgers, and I'm just very curious to see what he does there. Before that, though... I'm going to go take a little nap. Got to recover from this. uh, COVID is no joke. Stay safe out there, everyone. I'm going to spend my day mostly relaxing and trying to recover. Going to be doing some reading over at PitcherList, the SP Roundup, Batters Box, and Reliever Ranks for sure. You should be reading those as well to get more depth on everything that happened Saturday and what's coming up on Sunday. After that, I'll turn you over to the rest of the first pitch team for the week, and I'll be back with you next weekend.